Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, just like a Murillo Crossfield ball. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win? Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Danilo's free. And it goes to Gibbs Hello and welcome back to Red Side of the Trent. This is the preview show from Adam Wicklow here, welcoming Amanda from the same old Arsenal podcast. This is actually take two, believe it or not, because I mucked it up the first time and Amanda's going to have to phrase us all again. I actually just wanted to hear it again, actually, um, uh, Forest fans. Uh, Amanda, how are you, first of all? You well? I'm very good, thank you. And welcome welcome <laughs> to yes. the world of trying to record on StreamYard. Honestly, I know. can't tell you the amount of times I've done things like that. Definitely. Um, Amanda, I just I just really wanted to hear you actually say how good our fans are again. Um, that, <laughs> okay. that was the whole the whole reason I did it on purpose. No, I didn't really. But um, before I, I mucked this up by not hitting the record button, Amanda actually gave us a lot of phrase. I will let you obviously give us yeah. that phrase because it was it was it was lovely to hear. I mean, Forest fans will definitely lap that up uh, when I put that on Twitter. Well, the thing is, like, you know, I'll say it again. I've been up and down the country. I've supported Arsenal for over 50 years. I'm 54 now. Um, I've been to many away grounds. I've watched many football games, not just Arsenal on TV. I watch a lot of other football. I love the derbies up and down the country and everything. Um, As I said, I've been to the Champions League when we lost to Barcelona, the Stade de France. I was at Anfield in 89 when we beat Liverpool. I've been everywhere with, with them. Yet, I have never heard a noise like I did through the TV when you played us and when we played you at the City Ground in May. I've never heard anything like it. For once, I couldn't hear our fans who have been magnificent for 18 months or nearly two years now. And we've completely turned that around because we was known as Highbury Library and, you know, very quiet. It is incredible what our fans have done. But what your fans did that day from minute one to after the final whistle, that ground was rocking. In my eyes, every single fan was singing, screaming for the boys to stay up. You know, you had to beat us. You know, you played us at a good time because obviously I, I wasn't surprised we lost. Um, very, very impressed. And I, that stayed with me. There's no other team I've watched 
even my own that I've heard fans like that, the 12th man, the 13th man, and certainly the 14th man. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I watched uh, Arsenal fan TV because I was hoping to see a few meltdowns, in all honesty, but actually there was just general praise for, for the home support, which was really nice to hear. I mean, it, it, I always hate seeing them surveys that always say, oh, Anfield's got the best atmosphere. Oh, I haven't. I'm thinking, what, a load, of, what a load of rubbish. It's I think not. it's a load of rubbish. But Do you know what? Think... The only time they have a decent atmosphere, and I'm sure there won't be many Liverpool fans watching this, thankfully, um, is when they're on their Champions League nights. That's when mm. it's rocking. But when I've been there, and I've been there four or five times, I look around and go, it's silent. They play mm. You Never Walk Along, which I love. I love that song. It's a great anthem. Mm. And then it goes silent. And I'm like, what is this myth about this atmosphere? I say it's my Scouse mates. I've got Scouse mates as well. But anyway. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm going to have to ask you to repeat it because obviously yeah, we, sure. it, was, it was a good point. But um, the disappointment of last season, we're not going to, we're not going to term the the phrase of, of, of bottle in it because it was a magnificent season for Arsenal. But how do you think you push City into to, to this season? I will ask you that well, instead. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. And I don't mind. And I'd said to you that there's no way on earth we bottled anything. Saliba got injured and the game changed for us. And sometimes you need the rub of the green and a bit of luck. VAR went against us. I mean, look, it goes against every club. I'm not just saying Arsenal, but we can point to quite a few games where we lost goals and points because of it. We've had apologies from referees. It's too late. But the reason we lost the league was because we couldn't beat City. We just couldn't beat City home way or even in the FA Cup. Um, and as I said to you before, when you are state funded like that, you can buy anyone you want and pay any wages you want. You're going to get some of the best players in the world and you cannot knock City. They are an incredible team, but so are we. And from minute one of the season last year, we did not stop. It, through pre-season, we won everything. I was quite excited. I've been excited. And I told everyone that would listen on our podcast, enjoy it every minute because we don't know how long it's going to last. Don't worry about March and April. It's November. We're top of the league. Enjoy it. The World Cup happened. Jesus got injured. Didn't really help us. But we still managed to stay top. Um, and it was just... It was the most incredible, magical season for us. No one expected this. We were dreaming of getting top four. We were fifth. So we were dreaming of top four. Europe had come back. Europa had come back. What we wanted was the FA Cup and to get into the top four so we could go back to the Champions League. Win a trophy, you know. Meanwhile, mm. we nearly won the biggest trophy of them all. And we just yeah. we just came up short at the end. But yeah. I'm so proud of our boys. So proud of our fans, so proud of Arteta and Edu and all the backroom staff and the fact that we are united as one now. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm going to ask you about your squad depth in a minute because I think that's a valid point with City. I mean, they've got two 11s, whereas I think Arsenal didn't quite. But it's mm. quite funny you say about um, it's like the difference of success, isn't it? Like Arsenal fans have suddenly found a voice now. Obviously, I know you've uh, there's a new fan group that's been created, hasn't there, in the last two years or so which which I've seen around on social media I think with with Forrest I think every supporter seemed to like get on the same wavelength mm. whether you hated that person on Twitter in the ground it didn't matter everyone seems to get behind the team I mean I think we were tipped Cooper was tipped to like get sacked first he, he survived 13 managerial sackings and he's still here um, the owner came out and backed him a couple of times uh, publicly and I think fans just kept thinking well 
we've just got to keep going because hopefully it will come off. And then we had about, it was a good job we signed 30 players because about 20 people got yeah, injured. Well, it, was, it, yeah. was it was absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I think we played you at a good time where we had a a full fit 11 at least. And they were they were probably, as a, probably our strongest side, although we didn't see a lot of the ball. But when you give Morgan Gibbs-White space and time, he's, he's always going to find yeah. a way to punish you, hopefully. He's a, he's a cracking player. But I did want to go back to the depth thing, Amanda, because obviously your summer recruitment's happened. But do you feel... Where obviously you've signed Declan Rice now, and you you were telling me about um it's uh, an old coach of his came on your yeah. podcast. But what what what's the comparison to Declan Rice, and then obviously the price tag that comes with it? Do you know I never worry about price tags. It's not my money. It's if the club, if if Edu and the management think that he's worth that, you know he's probably going to be England captain one day. Him and Saka are like brothers already because of the England connection. Um. We we I can't sort of not mention uh, Jurian Timber, who is an amazing signing. Guy Havertz is really um, really interesting signing for us. How I work, Adam, is not how many football fans work. I don't criticise anybody that walks into our club until he puts that jersey on and plays, because no one knows what's going to happen at all. Uh, some idiotic Arsenal fans who went after Ramsdale, went after Jesus, went, uh, honestly, it does my head in and they know how I feel about this. I I actually think that Arteta and Edu are clever people. They're not going to buy a player that is not going to work for us. I, I truly believe that. So I know it's an interesting one with Havertz, but I thought we did very well on Sunday apart from score. Um, Jurian Timber was just virtually man of the match for us. Yeah, Declan he was really Rice, good. Yeah, he was. But Declan Rice is going to take time. And this is no detriment to West Ham, okay? But he wasn't playing in a title-chasing side. He was playing in a relegation battle every game. But mm. the man is class. And on the same old Arsenal podcast, we interviewed... Um, we had on um, Anthony Gale, son of Tony Gale, who used to play for West Ham. He was Declan Rice's early years coach at Chelsea. And he knew then what was going to happen. He could see the progress. He could see what a player he was going to be. And I, the first question I said to him, right, Anthony, what are we getting for 105 million? What is it? You know, because I could see, I mean, when we play West Ham away, Declan Rice took the ball off Thomas Party, And that's in effect why we drew two all. So mm. he, is, he is the man of midfield. And the thing is, as well, I didn't really want Xhaka to leave in the end. You know, that was a that was like a comic book story in itself from start to finish. <laughs> you could write a film about uh, Xhaka's um, time at the Arsenal from, you know, from bad to good. To, it's just incredible, that story. However, he chose to leave. So Declan Rice, party in midfield, Erdegaard, Saka, Martinelli, Jesus, Havertz. I'm not being funny. That to me is like football porn. Honestly, it's just, <laughs> that that's without, or, or you know, you forget. I forgot about Trossard. See, now this is where, and I'm not that I forgot, but you, it, it's so many players we've never had this. Adam, the mm. squad depth. City have got like two and a half elevens, haven't they? We yeah. had one and a half. Okay, we had Emil Smith row out for God knows how long with injury. Um, Obviously, Party did get injured at some points. Um, we were praying that Saka and Erdegaard would never get injured. It, uh, because we didn't have replacements, we do now. Mm. So, 
where this season, unfortunately, the expectation is so high because last season, what happened? Where no one expected us last season. Top four and possibly a trophy. FA Cup, go well in the Europa. But we didn't. And honestly, you can't you can't write it because you get Arsenal fans saying, you know, um, Arteta's done this. He's put Saliba in the Europa Cup and he's injured. If he wouldn't have put Saliba in the Europa Cup, he would have been accused of throwing it. And it's not important and disrespectful. So um, I'm not like a normal football fan. <laughs> I'm not biased. And I'll say it as it is against my own fans. I'm not fussed about that. Some of my own, only some of my own mm. fans, of our own fans. But the atmosphere started a couple of years ago. I noticed at away games, they didn't stop singing. And when we went 1-0 down, all of a sudden our, our fans were clapping our players back to the penalties, um, the halfway line. And I was like, wow, this is, we sound like proper away fans now. You know, we, and it, and it came back to the Emirates. And then all of a sudden the whole ground was singing, Adam. Mm. But then the Ashburton Army came in and they've got a section on the clock end and they've brought more atmosphere, a, a great atmosphere as well. So combined, and although I don't like the drum because it drives me insane and they know this, um, I think what they've done is fantastic. And as a fan group, I love them. We've never had this before. You know, we're not known as a club for loud supporters. We're just not. It's it's funny because I've seen the video of um, on social media late last season, I think it was, where they're in some sort of tunnel, kind of like replicating an Eastern European sort of supporters fan group or whatever. And people kind of mocked them. And I was like, why are you mocking for, for them to try and to do something? Because it's working when, when actually you'd lord those sort of fans from Eastern Europe. Yeah. I think I remember seeing a video. I'm not sure if it was Arsenal that played this team or someone else, FC Zurich. And they were like marching down in like a city, like about three or four hundred of them. It was like an army. And you're like, wow, I'd love to be part of that. So, yeah, I I've think, seen I think it. I've, too, yeah. I've seen it outside the Emirates. I watched them and, you know, they came in with, they're all covered in black and, you know, they're chanting and, and it, it, it's an incredible sight to see. Um, but, but together with all of us as well, it's not just been them. It's they've added absolutely and they try their hardest to get so many things going and it's great. The atmosphere, which I think you're coming down on Saturday, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. You will hear it. I promise you, especially first game of the season, you're definitely gonna hear it. I mean, we're gonna have to be as loud as possible. I know there's only about three thousand of us, but if we want to get anything out of the game, we'll have to try and try and help them in some way. But I'm not I'm not open for much. But I do want to ask, like, where does Declan Rice fit in your side? Obviously, because you had to, I watched the game on Sunday and I kind of didn't think the balance was that right with Party and Rice in the team. I felt like it almost had to be one or the other, unless he's like becoming the right hand sided version of Xhaka all of a sudden. I'm I'm not yeah. sure how how he how it works. How how do you think you're working? I think that's what's going to happen. I think uh, the DM will be Party, and I think Declan Rice will be more forward. And mm. it was interesting because the guest that brought on um, his coach said the one criticism we've got is that he doesn't score enough goals, Declan Rice. And 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 he was so right, Anthony, when he said, yeah, but he's not been playing in a position that he's going to be playing in at Arsenal. He's mm -hmm. done everything all over the field. He's not there to score goals. He was there to keep them up. Um, and that's so right. And I think that's what's going to happen. But uh, it, Declan's going to take time to fit in. He's definitely going to take time. There's going to be no quickness. Like, Jurian Timber looks like he's been there 15 years. Yep. <laughs> Some players are going to, you know, 
fit in straight away and some don't. And I said this straight away, he wasn't playing in a top class side and honestly, no detriment to, you know, not detrimental, it's just fact. They were trying to stay up. His whole focus was probably not to score goals, was to prevent and, yeah. and to make, you know. And I think he's come in and I think he's done all right. I think he's going to, honestly, you watch, couple of months. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It'd yeah, be I incredible. Think, I think when you've watched Rice for England he's, he's, and, and even West Ham at times, he's such a, he's actually a really good ball carrier. So yeah. I feel like you'll see that a lot more. And obviously he's a big lad, so get like late runs into the box. I'm sure he'll be fine. He scored an absolute pearler against us at the at the um, Olympic Stadium for West Ham. So, I mean, uh, yeah, he was he was awful in, in the game at the City Ground. So, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But I did want to ask you about Kai Averts, obviously, as well, because I watched him on Sunday and I was thinking, well, if Kai Averts plays centre-forward for Arsenal, I feel quite OK with that because he's, gonna, he's not going to run in behind our back four or back three. Probably back five, I'd, I'd have thought. We're, gonna, we're basically putting up the wall uh, against, yeah, I think, on Saturday. But... I kind of feel like if he's playing in front of us, he doesn't hurt us in behind. Whereas I think someone like, I know Jesus is injured, but Enketia yeah. would stretch mm. our back line. And we've not got, I think we've we've got a few injuries. So we've not got a quick quick back three there. And I feel like Enketia would, would definitely cause us a lot more problem than Havertz. But where do you see Havertz's best position as well? Because I don't see it as centre forward. I thought he was awful there for Chelsea as well. Yeah, and and, it, and this is what's interesting about Havertz coming to us as I said I don't know if it was on the recording on the non-recording that I don't criticize or praise a player until they've put that shirt on and started playing for us for a few months and fit in and stuff like that um as I said about Declan and Rajurian Timber was brilliant Sunday we have to wait and see it's a brand new team for them um probably a different way of playing as well Havertz is going to be an interesting one um Quite surprised that Arteta played him there. However, I thought he played well. I really mm. did. I thought he played really well. Obviously, we need someone to score goals. Is he there for that? I don't think so. Um, what I think he's there for is definitely the link-up play. And also, you'll remember something else as well. We're in the Champions League now. We're going yeah. to be playing for four cups. You know, we need these sort of players. He's a World Cup winner. Um, not World Cup winner. Champions League he's played in. We we want the winners to come to us. Jesus obviously won the champion um the the uh I still call it division one, the Premier League. Sorry. <laughs> um because I'm so old it was division one. Um that you know we want that mentality. I think Havertz has got it. Again, Arteta and Edu must have seen something to bring him in. And I'm I'm excited to have all these players and Trossard. I mean, oh Jesus, honestly, he's fantastic. Yeah, I mean it's 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 funny because like 
I, I, Trossard is like a really multifunctional player, I'd like to call him. He can pretty much play anywhere yeah. uh, behind the striker, could probably play as striker. I mean, he come on on a Sunday and obviously scored that fortunate uh, equaliser. But I think Arsenal did deserve it, to be honest. I thought he played really well. But um, there was there is someone that I feel like is going to get a... Unfor- he's like an unfor- he's like the forgotten man in Florian Balogun. I had a really good loan spell, but what? How come he's not even going to get a chance? Well, I bags of goals in in, in league, didn't he? Yeah, but it's a little bit different league. Would you call it yeah. league one or whatever? Um, league to one, yeah. League one to what to the Premier League. However, I wanted to give him a chance. Mm. I did. I wanted to see him come on. However, I think there's um, maybe um, issues with his. Uh, how can I put this nicely? His attitude? Yes, that's the word. Slight yeah. attitude issues where, you know, he, he trains alone. Maybe he, he thinks he's bigger than he is. I don't know. You listen, we dealt with Nicholas and Elka, and I think that issue happens. And as much as I was absolutely heartbroken when he left, um, you get certain players that just think they're better than they are. And I'm gutted because I thought he was definitely one for the future, but Mm. Obviously not. I'm I'm assuming he'll go on loan or go somewhere. But yeah, I mean it's like when you watch the All or Nothing and, and Arteta was brave enough to get rid of someone like Aubameyang, who's a cracking player. But obviously, was I don't know what what happened to him. But um, obviously, signing all these players and possibly signing David Ray. Obviously, that's not confirmed at the time of recording. But is there anywhere else you'd like to have seen strengthened, or do you think you've like kind of addressed most of the areas? I would have liked to have seen. A proper number nine <laughs> striker. Um, I'm gutted that Jesus has got a slight injury. Apparently, it's not too serious. Um, and I think that David Reyes, just in the last 15, 20 minutes, it's looking like he's coming. And it's looking like that you're getting our Matt Turner. So yes. that looks uh, promising. He's, I really like Matt Turner. He's a versatile goalkeeper as well. And he's good at penalties because on Sunday, when we went to penalties, we were asking for Matt Turner to come on because he actually saves penalties where Ramsdale doesn't, didn't and did. So that was lovely. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, what can you tell us about Matt Turner? You may, you may as well you may as well speak a little bit about him of what you've seen of him because I, I know wants, there's. I think he wanted first team football. I think yeah. you know he wanted to go to a club where you know, it's, it's a weird one this because I'd have said he wouldn't have got ahead of Ramsdale. Meanwhile, David Raya could be coming in, and God knows what's going to happen there. But as I've said again, we've got hundreds of games to play, so there's going to be a lot. There's there's the FA Cup, the League Cup, the Champions League. We're going for the, we'll go for everything because every mm. team starts off the season wanting to try and go for everything. So Absolutely. you know, if Ramsdale got an injury, <clears throat> maybe Arteta just didn't have that faith in in Turner, or maybe Turner wanted first team football every yeah. game. Would you what what are we getting out from from Matt Turner coming to to Forest as a goalkeeper? Because I know we're still interested in Dean Henderson as well. So it kind of feels like it's going to be a bit of a fight for that number one spot. I'd say. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I haven't seen him loads and loads, but what I have seen of him, I liked him. I didn't feel unsafe with him in goal at all. little bit gutted he's going, if I'm honest. Um, great character, very versatile, good with the ball at his feet. There isn't, you know, I'm not saying world-class or anything like that, and I'm not saying he's terrible. I'm a, I was a little bit, mm, shame he's leaving. So if I felt like that, then you're obviously getting a good player because sometimes when players leave, you're like, yeah, good, you need to go. You know, you're not feeling yeah. into their style. 
before we get into predictions and and that sort of thing, I did want to ask how much pressure is you on on Arsenal this season to a win something and 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 be keep up with Man City, I, I suppose, because spending that much money, I, I would like to think that most Arsenal fans will probably believe they can win the league this season and actually really. I mean, I'd love, I'd love Arsenal. I'd love someone else to win it because we're becoming like Scotland and mm. and bloody Germany at the moment, mm. where one team it's Pat Guardiola's fault and his beautiful footballer. I'm afraid, but <laughs> great manager, yeah, great manager. But he's had billions to spend, so mm. you know who knows if they if they didn't have that sort of funding, what would have happened? Um, I can't predict, Adam, sorry, because I'm predicting Thursday evening on our show and I didn't do it Sunday, so I can't do it on here first. But if your listeners want to listen to Thursday night, I will predict. I, I will predict who... Um, I, I think it will... I think you're right. I think City, Arsenal, Newcastle, uh, Newcastle, United... And Liverpool. So I think five of us. I don't think it'll be like it was last season. I really don't. I'm not saying it's a fluke or anything like that, but I think those teams have strengthened and that's what they needed to do. Is there at least a bit of pressure to win something though, yep. would you say, Amanda? Like like FA Cup, League Cup, but just just get something. I know I know Arteta's won the FA Cup before, yeah. but just to get that winning mentality. I mean, it's a bit like Eric Tenag at United. He went in and, and almost won a double, which would have been Oh, it would have been nice for his first season, but it's just to bring that mentality back into. It. I mean, Arsenal and United have been a bit out of the out of the realms of winning for a while. It's kind of been taken over by City and Liverpool, but yeah, it's we have won the FA Cup a couple of times, and yeah. you know that was uh, fantastic. And I love the FA Cup. Been to Wembley so many times, and we won it during COVID, so obviously we weren't able to go. Um, it, it depends what Arsenal fans you talk to. I think the older ones like me. And older than me, I like, do you know what? You're not entitled to win a cup just because you are who you are. You know, no one is. There can only be one winner of the league. You know, there can only be four winners across the board. Champions League, League Cup, FA Cup and, and yeah. the Premier League. Um, I, I, It depends how the season plays out. I would love to win a trophy. Absolutely would love to. Um However, I would love a season like last season where every game meant something and the atmosphere was incredible. Do I think the pressure's on Arteta? As I said before, I'm a little bit different to most fans. I don't I don't see it like that. Would I love to win? Absolutely. Would I love to go back to Wembley in May? Oh, my God, yes. Absolutely, because it's like sometimes it feels like our second home. <laughs> um, but the real one for me, I want to win the league. I don't care about yeah. anything else. Champions League will come second. And the only reason I say that is because we've not won the league for so long. We've never won the Champions League. Although I know Nottingham Forest have won the European League. Um, and people say to me, you can't be classed as a big club until that happens. Um, mm. I find this big club, small club mentality is a bit strange. Yeah. Because to me, big clubs are like Nottingham Forest. Everton were always a big club in the 80s. No one would see that now. But... You know, and people think Tottenham are a big club. Tottenham are not a big club. They don't win anything. They've got so a big for me, stadium. <laughs> yeah, they've got a big stadium that, that they pump music through their bloody speakers. But um, I, I just feel, you know, I, I go back to watch. I'm a lot older than you, Adam. So I go back to watching football in the mid-70s. And Forest were a massive club. I mean, mm. honestly, massive club. 
Everton were, you know, obviously Liverpool dominated the 80s until we did what we did in 89. And and I find that this pressure of winning a trophy, I don't feel pressured. Hmm. And I don't think Arteta feels like that. Arteta is a winner. The way he acts. And and I, I suppose a rival fan would look at Arteta. Um, you're either going to love or hate him if you're a rival fan. He's mm. up and down that line. He's passionate. He's Spanish, for God's sake. He's got <laughs> that, you know, that European winning feel. He's played under Ar- Arsene Wenger. He's coached with Pep. You know, he's played with some fantastic players. That's what I want. I want my manager like that. I don't ever, I've never had a problem with Jurgen Klopp. I've always thought what a brilliant manager he is. Um, never, never had an issue with him and the way he behaves on the touchline. Um, and I think it's a bit rich that people come for Arteta. But listen, you know, it's like, it's just banter in it between fans and stuff. Uh, he must make some of the women and maybe some of the men swoon as well, to be honest. He's not a bad-looking bloke, is <laughs> I'm he? I'm too old for all that. Yeah, I love his hair. <laughs> his, his, his hair is incredible. How he, how he does it like that. But he's but, just he's just very... He, do you know what I love about him more than anything? He loves us. All he does is praise the fans. He's not an idiot. He knows that's the way to go. But he generally means it. And I know mm. that for an Steve absolute Steve fact. Steve is very much the same. But I mean... Yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot and I think I probably know what your answer is going to be, but I feel like an Arsenal fans would probably maybe quite split. If you don't win anything this season, does he, does he end up going or do you still keep, keep the project? No, no, it doesn't go. No, he stays. But I know there are Arsenal fans that will probably say that for effect on podcasts because they're Mm. idiots out there. So that's in my (laughs) opinion. No, he doesn't go anywhere. We're building. It's taking time. Last year was just not expected. We so overachieved to, mm. to do what we did consistently like that. So for me, I want Arteta to stay for a very long time. Yeah. I know you're not going to predict a score because you said you're no. doing it on Thursday. Oh, no, no. Own... I don't mind predicting a score. I, sorry, I thought you meant predict for the season. I've got to no, do that no, on no, Thursday no, evening. No. You're going to be in the top five or six, definitely. For sure. Um, I did want to ask you, obviously, because we're going to go to the Emirates, uh, your first home game of the season. You'll be looking to obviously rectify the one nil loss at the city ground. But yeah, you did thumpers five nil in a it was I mean, it was a horrible game. I watched it from home and it was awful. I mean, I, I lost interest after about the third went in. So um, if obviously we we had a bit of a, a we had a good game plan, I feel like at the city ground. But for some re- some strange reason, it's always hard to kind of copy that away from home but if 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 that do you feel like that's probably the only way we get something out of this game to to start the season if we kind of go there to try and really frustrate you or do you know what, or, I, or what? it's hard because i don't in in a rhetorical sense i don't think you can win with whatever way you do if you mm. sit back and we break you down mm. then you've got to come out and then we'll yeah. score even more if you let us play our game we're going to score even more. However, that's not me being cocky. That's how I see it going. Um, I'm sure you're going to come and park the bus and just try and catch us on the break. I'm sure that's what you're going to do. Um, yeah, if I was your manager, you'd have to frustrate us because yeah. that's always been over the years. The one thing that we found a little bit tough is to is to beat the teams that park the bus. Mm. However, it is, it's a really hard one, Adam. First game of the season, we're buzzing after, you know, beating them in the charity shield. We're, we're on a high. 
Um, but we've, it's going to be an interesting, it could go 5-6-0, it could, or it could be like a 1-0. I haven't even thought about prediction for Saturday, actually. But if I have to predict, I would predict Arsenal, th- um, Arsenal 3, Nottingham Forest 1. Well, I mean, I don't mind getting on the score sheet and keeping it respectful. I said 2-0 Arsenal, to be fair. But I do feel like if we can kind of keep you at bay for like 60 yeah. minutes, then there's there's always a bit of a chance because the crowd start getting a bit frustrated. And, and, I, and it will remind me, I don't know if you'll remember this, but I've got a weird football memory where... You played Wigan first game of the season. I think Danny Lanzat scored a screamer, and it like shocked Arsenal to the core. And it was like the first one of the first few seasons you moved into the Emirates as well, like first game of the season. And I'm hoping for something similar like that. I doubt it will happen because oh, I don't remember I just, that one. I just think you're a bit of a power. I think you just might have a bit too much for us. I think the way we have to go is on the counter like we did at home like get give give like intercept the ball, get get up the field, give Gibbs White Danilo. If Brennan Johnson's fit, uh, Anthony Alanga on the other wing, if I wouldn't use fit, I think that's the only way we can really kind of give you any problems because you will have that open space, obviously, because you'll have the ball so much. You'll be like camped on the halfway line, I'd imagine. So I um, think I think it's slightly different because even if you go one nil up, as I said, our, we will be up clapping our players back to mm, the halfway line. Yeah. And if we go, it, sometimes it's worked in our favour to go one nil down, to be honest, weirdly, um, yeah. although I don't wish that for Saturday. Um, I don't know. It's first game of the season. I never like half 12 kickoffs anyway because... You know, obviously, it doesn't help you lot coming down from Nottingham. They don't care about anybody anyway, TV companies. They do what they want when they want. Um, mm. The atmosphere is never brilliant at half 12, although I do feel it will be very good because it's the first game. It doesn't look like it's going to pour with rain. It looks like the sun might come out. So oh, we'll all have a great day, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Red absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, well, one of them, one of the red sides. <laughs> one of the red sides. <laughs> um, I think that's all we've got time for. I think that's all. I've, I've not got any more questions for you, Amanda. So I think that that's that's probably about it. But if anyone wants to listen to the same old Arsenal podcast, I take it's on Spotify and all oh, the. Oh, good... we are on Spotify and Amazon and YouTube and um, Apple and just everywhere you get your. Um, podcast but what I would say is when we go live and it's mainly half seven on Sunday evenings or post games or whatever we love having rival fans in so we have a United fan that's there every week we have a West Ham fan so I'd love a Nottingham Forest fan to come in on Sunday evening even if you lose or even if you know you win just just come and join us it'd be lovely because we're not one of those shouty uh podcasts where you know, we don't welcome other fans. We absolutely do. So mm. anyone's welcome. We're going live 7.30pm on YouTube on our channel. Lovely. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, good luck for the season and in- enjoy Saturday, obviously. Thank you very much. Hope, I hope you don't hopefully, enjoy Saturday. Hopefully not too much. I don't want you to enjoy it too much. Yeah, that's it. Thank you very much. Take You're care. welcome. Bye. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 